Good morning, class. Hi, this is Faith School. I'm Keith Moore. And Faith School is the place where your spirit gets fed. Your faith grows stronger. And you and I learn how to be the overcomers that God intends for us to be. If, you're not, if you hadn't been winning, uh, God wants you to win. It needs to change. If you've been beaten and overwhelmed and overcome... There is a way out. There's a way up. And the Master is the way and His Spirit and His Word. Uh, get your Bible. If you don't have one yet, well, you can get one before the next class. But come on into the classroom. Get you something to uh, make some notes with because the Lord will say things to you. And when you're in uh, an environment of the anointing and the Lord says something to you, it's so real and so clear to you, you think, well, I, boy, I'll never forget that. And yet, by the, before the day's over, you can be trying to figure out what was that? What was that? And why, how could that be, Brother Keith? Because you're more in the spirit at the time than you realize you are. And then when you get back more in the flesh, well, it's not there. Because you didn't get it from the flesh. So get you something that you can make a note with here and there. And when the Lord says something to you, uh, you, you jot it down. I, I do that all the time. I'll, uh, a lot of the things that I'll share with you, the Lord said to me here and there, and, and I'll, I'll make a note on my phone or I'll make a note on, I'll write something down because if he says something to you, it's valuable. Treat it like it's valuable. Make an effort to keep it and remember it. Let's pray about it. Father, we thank you for all the wonderful things you have given us. You've given us so much. You've done so much for us. And we, we do value your words and, and your revelation and the things of your spirit. Your truth makes us free. Your word enlightens us, gives us light in life. We ask for the utterance and ministry for today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look in the scriptures again at Mark, the uh, second chapter? We are continuing to study... Uh, the healing of the man with the withered hand. For weeks now, we've been on this subject of faith for healing. And we're, we know faith comes by hearing. Well, faith for healing is going to come by hearing the word on healing. And in the ministry of Jesus, there are about 20 individual accounts uh, that we're taking one by one. And we're on number five now the healing of the man with the withered hand. Look in Mark 2 and 23. It came to pass when he, Jesus, went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said to him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? He said to them, Have you never read what David did when he had need and was a hungered, he and they that were with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, 
and gave also to them which were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the son of man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand. They watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. And he said to the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, stretch forth your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was, was restored whole as the other. How many believe that happened? Just exactly like what we read here. There was a man there. This is not a fairy tale. This is not just a parable. He had a problem with his hand. Just that quick, his hand was made whole and restored. Do you reckon he was happy about this? <laughs> but the Pharisees were not happy. Verse 6 they went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. What a response to a man getting back the use of his hand. Look in Matthew, the 12th chapter, first verse. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn and his disciples were in hunger and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Behold, your disciples do that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath day. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was in hunger, and they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? Now that was a question that they didn't have the answer to. And it was time for them to humble themselves and admit there's some things here we don't know. But for them to admit he knew something they didn't know was something they absolutely choked on. Because they've already made up their mind that he's wrong. He's wrong. And though they claim to be champions for the word, when he presents with, to them word, that answers what they're trying to question. They don't accept it. They don't entertain it. They don't humble themselves before the word or him. He went on to give them another example, a second example. He said, or have you not read in the law? Because see, their claim is we're standing up for the law, the law. He said, well, okay, here's, the, here's some law. <laughs> on the Sabbath days, the priest in the temple Profane the Sabbath. I'm sure that was a shocker. <laughs> right? And all the priests went, huh? What? You're breaking the Sabbath. Are you? Yeah, but they're blameless. What is he saying? The command was you shall do no labor, no work on the Sabbath. Yes. But the Sabbath is the big day when the priests do the work. Are they working? Yeah. Yet, he said, they are blameless. They are working on the Sabbath, but they are not violating the Sabbath. 
That should have been thought provoking for these guys, shouldn't it? They should have said, hmm, okay, there's something else to learn here. But again, they'd have had to admit he knew something they didn't and they just, that wasn't going to happen. He said, I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, so now he gives them a third passage of scripture. And if they really cared about the word, they'd be all over this. He said, if you, if you had known this, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. Now that is a quote, obviously, from the Old Testament, from Scripture. And one of the main places is in Hosea 6. Hosea 6, 6. He said, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. The Young's literal says it like this, For kindness I desired and not sacrifice. Everybody say kindness. kindness. Mercy and kindness. Is that what they're emphasizing, these Pharisees and doctors of the law? No, they're emphasizing rules, right? And sacrifice. Uh, sacrificing to keep the rule. We, we need to look at the fruit of our sacrifices. Because if it's really a sacrifice that the Spirit of God prompted you to do, is everybody listening? If it's really a sacrifice prompted by the Spirit, someone will benefit from it. (laughs) Did y'all hear that? Someone will benefit from it. You see people who decide, well, I'm going to just pull away and isolate myself from the world and just pray and fast night and day as my sacrifice to God. And that will help who? That will help preach the gospel to who? That will render service to who? See, this idea about making great sacrifices for my personal spiritual development means you don't know what spirit you're of. (laughs) Because the law of Christ is bearing one another's burdens. Isn't that what the scripture said? And can you see, Jesus gives them two perfect examples of how people seemingly broke the Sabbath and yet they didn't. But then he, can you see why you need to read all three accounts? Because Luke and, and, and Mark didn't get into this. They didn't, they didn't bring this up. Then he goes on to say, that, uh, that lets you know a whole lot more was said in these situations than we have record of. But we have what we need. Then he went on to say, he looked at them and he said, if you understood this verse, then you would know what's going on here. You wouldn't have accused us of being guilty. You wouldn't have accused the guiltless. What verse? God said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire kindness, 
Oh, come on, can you see that? You know, other scriptures said, the Lord delights in mercy. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro. Anybody remember that passage? What's the first? Looking to see who's breaking his rules. <laughs> now you're laughing, but that's the picture that a lot of people have. It's like, oh, God's, God's watching you. He's watching you. You're breaking rules. Oh, you're such a lousy person. You're breaking so many rules. If God wanted us to be condemned and guilty, all he'd have had to do is nothing. Just leave us <laughs> right to ourselves. No, Romans goes on to say, it's not God who condemns, right? It's not Jesus who's accusing. He came to justify us. Oh, hallelujah. He came not to get us judged, but to get us mercy. So that's always been the heart of God, always. He did what he could under the law because the provision of salvation wasn't yet available. But now, since Jesus has come, the full grace and mercy is available to everybody that'll believe. But God has never changed. He's always been the God of compassion, the God of grace, the God of kindness and mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Yes. And that's what he said. Uh, listen to the New Living Translation. It, it, it brings it out a little bit differently. Hosea 6.6, 6, he said, I, I desire kindness and not sacrifice, the other, tra other translation said. The New Living says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. <laughs> Would you believe that? Do you think that's right? Yeah. See, the Lord said that more back in Matthew 9. You're right there in uh, the 12th chapter. Just back previously, not too long before that, he had said the same thing. 9, 12. I'm reading the NIV. Matthew 9, 12. Jesus said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. So he, he had already told people this before. He's saying the same thing. For one thing, he's talking to a new crowd oftentimes. Another thing, people don't always get it the third time or the twelfth, right? He said, go learn the meaning of this scripture. If the Lord says that to you, is it a big deal? You should go get that scripture, right? You should, you should camp on that scripture. And if these Pharisees and doctors of the law had done that, it would have opened up their minds. They would have seen the answer to what their heart was looking for. But their pride in their head cut it off from them. He said, learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. See, their big deal was keeping the rules. Keeping the rules. No work on the Sabbath. No work on the Sabbath. And so they, they uh, amplified that. That means uh, you can't, no healing either. And know nothing. And keeping the rules. Keeping the rules. And here they're blind to the fact they don't even care about this man needing a healing. 
It means nothing to them. And that's why uh, Mark says that the Lord looked around on them with anger. It angered him. And he was grieved because of their hardness and blindness of heart. That they were so clueless as to what God really cared about. What does God care about? Class, what does God really, really care about? Help me out. People. People. And we see as he goes on, he even says that God cares about us more than the rest of his creation. More. We'll get into that perhaps uh, next week. But um, that's not what you hear from secular sources these days. Right? I mean, you're hearing about the planet. And there is uh, what I call green religion. <laughs> but what do you mean? It's not new. It's been around a long time. And in Romans 1, he talks about it, that people worship the creation instead of the creator. And when you do that, then you don't know your priorities are skewed and wrong. And you got people that are trying to tell you we should sacrifice people's livelihood. We should sacrifice even people in populations to save the planet. Well, see, listen to what Jesus said about, and this is the spiritual thing on the side of it. He said, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, right? The Sabbath was made for the man. Now, people that don't believe in God, they don't believe the Bible, that means nothing to them. So they're going to persist on in their distorted, twisted, untrue beliefs. But the fact is, the most important thing happening down here is us. Hallelujah. To God is people, human beings. And so look at the commandment in the New Covenant. Anybody know what the, the New Testament, New Commandment, uh, New Covenant, I'm trying to say, cov <laughs> New Covenant Commandment, say that fast three times. <laughs> Is. Anybody know what it is? What did Jesus say? He commanded us to what? Love one another as he has loved us. That word love, what does it mean? A big part of the meaning of the word is value. You, when he says love your brother, what does that mean? You treat them like they are important, like they are valuable. Right? And you treat them, he said, you love each other, your brothers and each other, like I have loved you. God so loved the world that he did what? That he saved the planet. No. Huh? Right? That he sent legions of angels to make sure his rules were not broken. No. <laughs> no. Now, why am I saying all this? Because Jesus himself, himself stood up and the Holy Ghost saw that it was recorded in more than one place when he said, I desire mercy, kindness, not sacrifices. Can you see that? Love, not rules. Oh, come on. Can you see that? Can you see it? Somebody say, praise God. 
Oh, hallelujah. Look, look in Second uh, Corinthians. Turn over there. This is in the New Testament. This is in the epistles. Second Corinthians 3. He's, he's contrasting the Old Testament and the New Testament. How the law was given to Moses on the mountain that burned with fire. And then now the new covenant that has come with the giving of Jesus. And uh, in verse 6, 2 Corinthians 3, 6, he said, He has made us able ministers of the New Testament. And see, that's what Jesus was doing, was introducing the New Testament. He's introducing the New Covenant. I've heard people say incorrectly, well, Jesus ministered uh, the law, and he was uh, teaching the law and the law was until Jesus. No, the Bible said the law was until John the Baptist. Hmm? The scripture says that. And you'll see, somebody said, well, Jesus wasn't teaching the law. He absolutely was not teaching the law. Read Matthew 5, the whole chapter, and he'll say, the law says this, but I say, <laughs> right? Can you see that? He, he is, he's not contradicting the truth of the law. He's introducing the Spirit. Instead of just emphasizing the letter, he's now introducing, uh, you know, the law talked about uh, hating your enemies. When he said, I say to you, love your enemies. That's not the law, <laughs> right? That is not the law. And how are you going to do that? The reason he didn't, this wasn't introduced till now is because you need the love of God. <laughs> is that right? In your heart to love your enemies. And you only get that when you get born again. But that was going to be available in a few months. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you see that? When he said that, it's going to be available to the whole world in a few months. And so he said in verse 6, he said, the Lord, Paul said, the Lord's made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Is that what Jesus was talking about? Huh? When he said, I, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. It's the same thoughts. It's the same ideas. Religion, mm. religion and tradition of men that replaces the word of God and misrepresents God. It's the biggest uh, hindrance and block uh, against the church and against the people in the world today. Jesus looked at people. He said, your traditions have made the word of God of no effect. What a terrible thing. And religion is, is not of God it's of the enemy and men because it's a replacement. Can you see that? For the word of God. And it is it's so despicable because the enemy transforms himself and his ministers into angels and ministers of light. And they portray to be so holy and so righteous and they are so mean. They are so cruel. They will knock you down and beat your brains out and give you three scriptures why it's okay. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with God. And can you see why Jesus looked around on them and he was angry. 
because of their hard hearts and their blind hearts. Here's a man needing help. Help's available right here, right now, today. And they don't care. They don't care about this man at all. All they care about is their religious agenda. Oh, they've been to school. They've been to college. They've been to university. They've got degrees. They're doctor this and doctor that. And they've written books about God. Isn't that something? Write books about God and you don't know God at all. What's God do? God is you getting fed when you're hungry. Hallelujah. God is you're getting healed when you need healing. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. And he's representing and showing forth the true one and true God. Hallelujah. Can you say, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you know, this is not an isolated case. In Luke 13, the woman with the spirit of infirmity, she was healed on the Sabbath day. And they said the same thing to him. You ought not be healing on the Sabbath day. In Luke 14, the man with the dropsy, he was healed on the Sabbath day. They said the same thing. It's not lawful to heal on the Sabbath day. The lame man at the pool, he was healed. Guess what? On the Sabbath day. What they say? You shouldn't be healing on the Sabbath day. John 9, the blind man that got healed at the pool was healed on the Sabbath day. Guess what they said? Shouldn't be healing on the Sabbath Five of these 20, the same thing is brought out and talked about. What is the big deal? The day of rest represents the day of grace. Hallelujah. It represents, and in this day of grace, there's a rest that we all can enter in the rest of faith, the rest in the finished work of Jesus, the rest that shows the one true, good, kind, healing God. That's your God. Hallelujah. And our time is up. <laughs> Said out loud, Lord, I believe you are truly good and I will love you forever. We'll see you next time here at Faith School. Guys, I've really enjoyed being with you in Faith School again this week. Uh, the Lord's helping us. We're making progress. I know uh, many of you are partners with this ministry and uh, we just thank God for you and pray for you every day. I want to remind you with what we're seeing in these passages you don't want to just give, whether it's in church or tithe or send offerings to folks like us, in a ritual way. Uh, the scripture said not to give grudgingly or out of necessity. God loves a cheerful giver. Stir yourself up. It's not a ritual. It's not a, a duty. You don't tithe like you're paying a bill. You do it willingly. You do it gladly from your heart. Then it becomes more than a money seed. It becomes a seed of love and faith. And the scripture in Hebrews says the Lord himself, our high priest, he receives it. And that's when the blessing comes and flows. Thank you for being hooked with us. If you want information about being a partner, it's on your screen there. You can join with us and be a part of this Holy Ghost group that's sending faith around the world. We love you. We thank God for you. Pray for you regularly. 
We'll see you very soon right back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.